Warning. Crime Convo features potentially triggering content about real-life crimes. There will be content such as violence, crimes against children, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and death. Listener and parental discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to Crime Convo. Come and join the conversation. My name is Alyssa. I'm Destiny. And I'm Nikki. Hey, everybody. Okay, so today I am drinking a Twisted Tea Raspberry. Uh, To be honest, it's not the greatest, (laughs) but we will get through it. I love how you just skipped over. Hi, Destiny, you're back. We missed you. Yeah, we did miss you on our last one. I I honestly thought you guys sounded really good though, so I was I was a little jealous that that episode turned out so good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's not the same without Yeah, us, and we though. said it in the beginning. We're going to do what us girls can do, which is talk and talk a lot. So, I'm drinking cut water tiki rum mai tai. It's not great, but um, I have, <laughs> I have <laughs> two cans that I need to drink, so bottoms up. All right, and uh, oh god, it stinks. Myself here, I'm drinking some Truly's strawberry lime. So t- we're gonna definitely need these <laughs> drinks. So if you haven't opened them, open them now. Oh, oh god, this is so bad. Fantastic. I, tr- I tried it when they first bought them. They are really oh, not it's, good. It's like okay, so you remember <laughs> that drink that I was drinking last time, the um beatbox, which was eleven point one percent. This can is half the amount, and it's twelve point five percent. So this is like literally Holy. rum with like juice. Yeah, sli- sli- oh, that's, yeah, I'm probably not even gonna finish it, girl. Who are you kidding? Especially if it tastes like that. It's Ooh. pretty gross. <laughs> okay, so today, um, I myself, Nikki over here. I'm gonna- <laughs> I wish our listeners could Okay, see your so what we're gonna have to do then, sorry, we're just we're just we're just gonna have to put that as a <laughs> There you go. Oh Lord. <laughs> so today I'm gonna be um talking about a local case here in uh, Washington because as you know we said everyone we're going to try to focus on our local cases and this is a pretty big one I know you guys have kind of heard about it but you didn't really look into it because you know I was going to be talking about it so I'm going to be talking about um, Oakley Carlson she's a a beautiful 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 little girl um, who is still missing there's a lot that goes into this. So I'm going to try to cram it all into this one episode. It couldn't end up being a twofer. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But first thing is I want you guys to go to your phone and Google Oakley Carlson. I want you to just look at her picture and get that beautiful girl embedded into your brain with her contagious smile. Just because as we talk about it, I want you guys to know who we're talking about. Oh God, that picture of her in front of the brick wall. 
She is so adorable. That's the picture that I know that I've seen on a billboard between Washington and Oregon. Yeah, you've probably seen her on um, missing billboards, Mm. most likely. Oh my god, she's so cute. So, she's a very beautiful girl, for sure. Um, Her story is very hard. So... As I was doing all of my research that took me a couple weeks to get through, there were definitely times I had to stop for a little while because it was very emotional. For myself as somebody that's been trying to get pregnant for a while and have had a miscarriage and also may not be able to actually have children, it's hard to go through a case like this knowing that there's people that are given the gift of children and then do the horrible things that these people have done and along with other people on the planet. I mean, that's one thing that's not okay is when it comes to animals and children, that's a, that's a no go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say the people, cause I know who the people are. Uh, they look mm-hmm. like the poster children for meth. Oh yeah. 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 They mm-hmm. sure do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like meth. Not oh, even it's once. like those ads. This yeah. is your face on meth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the old school commercials from mm-hmm. when I was a kid. This is oh. your brain. This is your brain on drugs with an egg in a pan. (laughs) Well, and it takes a special breed of human to do anything to a child. To a child. Like, yeah. yeah. So I did the best that I could research-wise. I'm going to try to piece it all together the best that I can. Um, I have a whole timeline together and everything. So to our listeners, if you hear anything that I say incorrectly, or if you know of any information, please, you know, you're welcome to email us or reach out to our social so we can correct that. Um, I want to be able to do as much justice for her as possibly can, because there hasn't been a lot of um, podcasts that have done her story. There's only been, from what I found, like maybe three. Wow, and there's millions of true podcasts. (laughs) Kendall Ray was actually one of them, and she did a fantastic job. So hers I actually listened to quite a few times because I really enjoyed hers. She always does a really great job, honestly. Yeah, really she's... Shout out to Kendall I Ray feel bad. Here. I've actually not listened to an episode of her podcast, but I've seen her, like, YouTube videos. Well, her pot... So she's got a she's got a couple different podcasts. Her Kendall Ray podcast is just her videos turned into a podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the same. And then yeah. she's got a podcast with her husband, Josh, called Mile Higher. That one's good, but it's not always about true crime. It's about other stuff sometimes. And then she's also got a podcast with her cousin Janelle called The Sesh. Oh. Where they kind of just talk about, I mean, they'll talk about like current events, basically. Hmm, okay. Um, okay. So she has no time. <laughs> she's busy. <laughs> yeah. And she's got a, and she's got a little baby. So she's got like a one year old. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in here first. So Oakley Carlson. She was born December 6th of 2016 in Oakville, Oakview, excuse me, Washington, which is roughly about an hour and a half from Seattle in Grays Harbor County. Her biological parents or sperm and egg donor is Jordan Bowers is the biological mother and Andrew Carlson is the biological father. So I'll be referring to them as her parents just for to understand who's who, but as we go through this, we'll understand that they do not earn the title of mom and dad for her or their other children at all. Um, So between the two of them, they have four children. 
So we're going to start with September of 2017. Um, Oakley is about nine months old. And at that time, her and her her siblings end up getting placed into foster care by DCYF, which is the Department of Youth and Family. This is most likely because Jordan and Andrew had a history of, not had, have, have a history of drug use and a very volatile relationship resulting in, you know, domestic violence incidences. Um, also around this time, I believe it was the same time that Andrew had, it was either around the same time or prior to this where he lost his job as a police officer in Aberdeen for making false claims. So tells you the this type of character. This meth addict was a police officer. Yep. At some point, yeah. He okay, was. but in Aberdeen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, but but still, but still. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. So Oakley was placed with her foster parents, Jamie Joe and Eric Hiles, who are both teachers. Uh, she remained with them for I think it was like five hundred and something days. She was roughly three years old. Um, so she was with them for the majority of her life as we know it. She was with them for the foundational years of her life. Correct. For that very pivotal time in a little one's life. And every interview I've seen of Jamie Joe and Eric and everything I've read about them, they're just wonderful, magical human beings. Um, these two met in high school and got married very young. Of course, they always wanted to have their own children, but for whatever reason, they just weren't able to. Um, so they decided that they wanted to foster. So not only are they teachers, they're also fostering children at, at the same time with the hopes of adopting, of course. According to Jamie Joe and Eric Hiles, uh, Oakley, she was a very loving beautiful little girl who was emotionally intelligent and she had the most beautiful contagious smile as you can see in her pictures she was very smart she loved to read books so much so that she would actually sleep with her books instead of stuffed animals (laughs) just adorable sweet right um she enjoyed her swim classes she also had jazz and tap classes that she loved and actually, this was at the same dance school that Jamie Joe had gone to when she was younger. Um, so they had created this beautiful bond with her and obviously wanted to be able to adopt her. And that's what Oakley was supposed to be, was she was supposed to be adopted. So they were under the impression that they were going to be able to adopt her as of July 2018. So they had kind of put things into motion to be able to do that. So throughout 20, 2019... Excuse me. Jordan and Andrew were permitted supervised visitations for some unknown reason. A lot of this information is very unknown as to why DCYF and Child Protective Services did certain things that they should not have done. That's a big, huge part of what has happened in this case. So just prepared to be very angry with how the state handles things and how many people in her life failed her. Over I mean, and over. that's the unfortunate truth about a lot of these cases, a lot of things like this. 
It is very true and it's very sad and it's unfortunately not the first time and probably won't be the last time that we hear of a case like this where children go missing or come up uh, dead because of other people, other humans. They're yeah. supposed to be protecting them. Well, so at this point, she's with the adopted or the foster parents. They're preparing to adopt her. Like, they don't have any roadblocks in their way to adopt her. Correct. Okay. And for some reason, her biological parents, Jordan and Andrew, are permitted supervised visits. Um, these visits, though, weren't the greatest. Wow, really? Um, when, yeah. When Oakley would return home to her foster parents... Um, she was noticeably not taken care of, meaning like you could tell that her diaper hadn't been changed the entire time that she was there. Um, there was an incident where she had scratches on the side of her face and whoever was supervising these visitations, which were most likely it is a visitation center, had no explanation to why why she has scratches on her face, didn't know what happened and occurred. So they clearly weren't. I have to wonder if maybe because birth father was a police officer, he had like outside relation, not like relationships with them, but they knew who he was and they were like, Oh, you're fine. Wait, But wasn't he a police officer in a different city? He was, but that could extend. However, I don't think so because of why he was let go. Cause he was, he made false claims about whatever. So he probably didn't have, the yeah. greatest reputation it, within... One thing that I've learned over the years, and I because I've known a few people who have adopted or fostered, um, unfortunately, the systems that are in place to protect children don't always... The people in those systems that are supposed to protect the children don't always protect them like they're supposed Absolutely. to. Absolutely. They don't. Um, so, and sometimes they end up back with the people who hurt them in the first place or family... Mm -hmm. Um, of those people who don't really care about them. So yep, and that's kind of what happened in this situation. So se September or October of 2019, Jamie Joan Eric Hiles. I want to make sure I say their names correctly. I think it's Hiles is how it's pronounced. Um, they were contacted by DCYF that Oakley was going to be placed back into her biological parents' care. After they had asked to officially adopt her, again, no explanation as to why this was happening. At that time, they were told that she was going to be returning back to her biological parents January of 2020. So, do is there any information on whether these parents were getting their lives together or... What did they do to be able to get Anything it? like that. Because usually, if, they, if they're trying... Yeah. 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 So I do have some information about that that I'll talk about a little bit later. But basically, yes, they did have requirements that they needed to meet to be able to get their children back, which they were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. But obviously, they were saying that they were and it was getting through the people that it needed to as in that they were doing it. Correct. So it was getting like swept under the rug, basically. Already mad. So just one of those things that got missed. Yeah. Shouldn't miss things when it involves your children. Just saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should be fighting for your kids to keep them, to love them, to protect them. and Not doing meth, you these know? These people definitely did not do that. Now, drugs do not make you a bad person. They just make, make you bad decisions. do things that you typically would not do. But if you're not a good person on top of that, it's going to make you 
a bad person for sure. <laughs> so in October, leading up to her return to Jordan and Andrew, uh, which normally takes, so this, this is a reunification process, right? To transition the children back to their home with their biological parents. That's normally a process. Normally it can take a couple weeks. It can take a couple months. And sometimes that entails, you know, going from supervised visitations to overnight visitations to let's slowly transition them back in, not just pluck you out and plop you in to something you don't Let me know. guess. That's what happened to Oakley. Yes. So um, basically the reunification process pretty much wasn't um, followed. It was very quickly pushed instead. Um, the Hiles had actually met with uh, DCYF to present some concerns that they had had um, about her going back with them, including Jordan and Andrew's arrest records, which Andrew didn't really have much of a record. Jordan did. Um, but when they had had this meeting with DCYF, they were told that Oakley is not their daughter. You know what? This is not the first time I have heard of something like that being said. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who literally their caseworker told so these were the foster parents yes. that they mm-hmm. shouldn't that ca- child shouldn't be with them because they're not the same race that's sad but the family that that child came from would let him as a baby sit in a car by himself while she went and did drugs and was a prostitute oh my gosh. that's the thing is these 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 organizations and and whatever you want to call them are around to help the child and granted Mm -hmm. the goal i i feel like the first goal is always get the children back with their family but at the end of the day if they actually paid a lot of it paid attention it seems like in this case paid any kind of attention let alone a lot of attention the attention that is needed and required to determine if you know families are safe for children they would see these things i mean there's well and it's supposed to be the goal to get them back to their parents of course but those parents have to be doing the right thing otherwise not only is it devastating for the child even if they don't end up dying like oakley it's devastating for the family they're being taken away from because they know they're going back into the situation that's not good and yep. I, I feel like I, you know, if I was fostering a child, if their parents were getting their stuff together and they were going to make a good home for the child, I would be happy about that. Of course. That's of the course you're of sad. Reunification. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're sad that you're not going to be with that child anymore, but you're happy that their parent, their, their biological parent is getting their stuff together enough to mm-hmm. take them back, which is, which is the point of having a foster parent. Is for the parents to be able to get their life together and get another chance. But I I don't I don't know what it is about some of these caseworkers and I, I don't know. I don't know why this keeps happening to people. It's pretty I mean it could be a number of reasons. Um I have a little bit more information on that later to go into, but a lot of things get ignored a lot of times and 
it results in kids missing, like in Oakley's case, or possibly no longer alive, um, or horrific things happening to them and having to recover for the rest of their life of things happening. Like, I don't know how anyone could do anything to a child, let alone your own child. Yeah, I have no idea. And then be failed by those people who are supposed to be looking out for you, you know? And in this case, she was given some amazing foster parents who are really, I mean, Jamie Joe and Eric are her, her mom and her dad, you know? And they wanted to give her everything in life that she deserved. And they loved her as their own and nobody listened to them time. Like you'll, as we go through this, you'll see time and time and time again, they were ignored through everything that happened when all they needed to do was to do a welfare check to make sure that she was okay. Make sure her siblings were okay. So that didn't even happen. Not till um, closer towards the result of what. All right. So what's in the middle? Um, So, yeah. So during um, this visit with this caseworker, as I said, they were told, you know, Oakley's not your daughter. Um, And they had asked, about Jamie Joe and Eric had, had asked about how Jordan and Andrew were planning on supporting her because they knew that neither of them were working. They didn't have an income. So they were more or less like worried about how she's going to be cared for. Not like trying to come down on them for being poor or not having jobs or whatever. They were just were concerned about how she was, how her and her siblings were going to be taken care of. And the same caseworker told them, Poverty is not a barrier for having your children. It's okay, not. But again, okay. To a you point. have to be able to take care of your children, provide the basic necessities. Right. Yeah, exactly. To a point, poverty is not a reason for you to not have your children. But if the yeah. child is not getting everything that they need, not what they want, what they need, mm-hmm. that's the problem. If these people yep. aren't, I mean, mm, <laughs> yeah, which I mean, like, I grew up poor myself, but we always we all did. had what we needed. And my mom always did everything she could, whether it was having to borrow money from my grandmother, or my grandmother picking up all the pieces like she did oftentimes, or my mom having to sell her car or whatever it was to make sure that we had food. We were never hungry. What Was it great food? No, but yeah. we still had food in our stomach, clothes in our back, and a roof yep. over our head. You could tell that we were struggling, but... We still had the basic necessities. Exactly. Exactly. But then you were also too with yeah. with people that loved you. People that wanted to take yeah, care of, of you. Yeah, of course. I mean, my mom was my mom was batshit crazy, but my mom still yeah. loved us and she, you know, she wasn't doing the things that these people did. So, of course, this is an example of, you know, their concerns being pushed aside, probably looking at as oh, foster parents that just want to keep her or you know, them being overzealous with their concerns or whatever. So, of course, the concerns were pushed aside. And instead, the biological parents were granted overnight visits. Well, and devil's advocate, like, I think one of the things that I've heard brought up when talking about, like, child services or DCYF or whatever is there's a lot of false claims and a lot of people... I oh, mean, my, sure. my parents, we had CPS called on us once. I can vaguely remember 
I don't remember what it was for. I think it was for something like as an adult that was stupid. They came. They talked to my parents. They spent their time doing the research and figuring it out. But come to find out, we had everything we needed. We were taken care of. And it's like things like that, too, that also like feeds into them not having the time. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is because, yes, they investigated that. But there's other times where they they don't. don't, Right. They don't go at all. Mm -hmm. They don't go at all. They don't even, even if it's false or not, whether there's evidence to back it up or not. They don't go and check Well, and I have to wonder, too, if they reference, like, has CPS been called on this person before? Have we gone to check out? It doesn't matter. Yeah, as far as I know, they're supposed to look in every single claim, whether it's fact or Well, they're supposed to determine that. Whether it's valid or not. Yeah, so they're supposed to look into everything. I know there were things that had happened when I was a kid that were valid concerns that CPS had shown up for, and they were things that should not Mm -hmm. have happened. And then there were things like we got CPS called on us all the time. Um, and we had, we got taken away from my mom a couple times. Um, thankfully, my experience with, with foster parents was positive. I had great foster parents. Each there's time lots I went of in. bad ones. Um, I also raised my ex's four children and he's not a wonderful human being, but I'm just going to say it took him five years to be able to get custody of his children knowing with the state knowing that their mom had a severe drug problem and there was many incidences of multiple things that happened. I, I don't want to go into detail out of respect and privacy for those kids. Um, that was not okay that the state definitely swept under the rug. And we over over here, like what in the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is this happening? You know? And it was, and then there was when they officially were living with us that we had CPS called on us a couple times and they came and they were like, what? Why did someone called about that? Like, that doesn't even make any sense, you know? I have to wonder if it was the mom calling CPS. Maybe though. in that case. Uh, I mean, it could have been, but it I could have been it. her being upset or even another family member that's like, oh, she should have these children, you know, that kind of a thing. I mean, it could have been, but. She was so distracted with what she had going on, you know. I don't want ever want to say that she doesn't love and care about her kids because I don't think that's it. Her just her drug problem kind of took over her her mind. She's a good person underneath it all. She just got lost in that, you know. So moving along here. So after this visit, um, they were granted overnight visits. Now normally overnight visits is a again, part of the regionification process that normally it's going to take a good number of those overnight visits for the child to get comfortable, you know, and get used to being with these people, especially as young as, as Oakley was. Um, however, in her case, Oakley only had two overnight visits um, with them before she went back. And with these two overnight visits, Oakley had reported to her foster mom, Jamie Joe that one of these times she had seen Jordan hit Andrew during an argument. So, of course, Jamie Joe brought this up to DCYF. But, of course, nothing was done. In fact, the regionification was moved even quicker. Wow. Yeah. So, um, November 29th of 2019... So this is about two months sooner 
than they had thought. Oakley goes back to her biological parents, Andrew Carlson and Jordan Browers. So imagine being that by this time she's about three. This little girl, she knows her parents as Jamie, Joe, and Eric. And that environment, loving, supportive, beautiful. She has dance lessons, everything. To being picked up and plopped down with these people after really only being around them a handful of times and only seeing negativity with them to now living with them full time. Like imagine the mental and emotional toll that that takes on a three-year-old. Like she was probably crying for her mom every night who who she would have considered that to be Jamie Joe. She was getting read books every night, got to sleep with her books, went to dance lessons, all of these things. So imagine as a three-year-old how upsetting that would I be. I mean, her, remove all of know? those things that she had or got to do there. Move a three-year-old from everything that they know as mm-hmm. home and family and love to a completely different environment. Like, regardless yeah. of the details, that's not was. going to be fun for a three-year-old. But then throw all of that traumatic stuff into that as well. Like, mm-hmm. that poor baby. Yeah, it's a lot. So, as this transition is happening, Jordan and Andrew had been required by the state to pass drug screenings to keep custody of their children. As, of course, as we know, they have been struggling to gain custody of their children during time periods off and on. As this is going on, Jordan was heard saying she knows how to pass those type of tests. Oh, my God. And, yep, and court documents showed that when she had provided her drug screening test, that her test was not legible. Meaning that it wasn't pee. Mm -hmm. I could tell you how to pass those tests. Don't do it. Yep. And then Andrew was never tested, so they could never determine if he was on drugs, which, of course, He was never tested? Okay, Look up a photo of this dude's face. <laughs> yeah, he's, mean, got, he's got pick marks and he looks tweaky. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you yeah. joking? Yeah. So somehow they got through those drug screening tests, which most likely helped them be able to gain custody back. Um, so not only did they get custody back of Oakley, but they got custody back of all of their kids at the same time. So she had a, and she, I believe she had just given birth to their youngest, which is the fourth child between all of them. So now they have four children all of a sudden. So that baby was probably addicted to meth? Uh, possibly, but if that's the case, because it's mandatory, I believe in the state of the Washington, that all babies get tested. Yeah, but we know that apparently this, this is not, things are not 100% apparently no. here. Yeah, so it could have been they took the baby, maybe baby tested positive, and then they gave the baby back at the same time as the other kids. I didn't see anything to that effect, but who knows? So December 25th, 2020, Oakley is now four years old. She goes to her grandparents' house to celebrate the holidays. Um, This is her father, Andrew's parents. So during this visit, it is later on, told to the police that Oakley was seen with dark circles under her eyes, pale skin, and that she had scratches and sores on her face. Um, Also, there had been some misinformation about this that uh, possibly her grandmother had called CPS to report this. But through more digging, I found out that that is not the case. 
her grandmother, her grandfather, any of her family that was there for the holidays did not report the way that she was looking to CPS. The cops were not called nothing. So pale skin, dark circles under her eyes, scratches and sores on her face. I guess her face kind of looked like sunken in, like she hadn't been eating. I think I saw either. the picture when I when we first started and I was looking at pictures of her where she, a, a, you know, a baby looked tired and mm-hmm. the, like just you could tell that she wasn't okay. Yeah. And seeing that is like a grandparent. How do you not as anyone report that, that associates with a child? You're an asshole. That's how. Yeah. Like, were you scared of them? Were you, I would have been like, you're not taking this kid. She's staying here. Go I mean, to off. be fair, her child was a very obvious drug addict. And they can be very mm-hmm. unpredictable. That being said, I mean, yeah, for I sure. Would, child first, period, end of story. But when you're an yeah. older woman or an older man like that, you know, maybe it's different. Mm-hmm. So um, pictures were taken of Oakley, as you seen online of this. And Jamie Joe, her foster mother, had connections to friends of the family and whatnot. And Jamie Jo actually saw this picture. And her, as a court-dated man reported, reporter, excuse me, uh, she actually contacted CPS herself after begging Andrew's mother to contact CPS, too, who, as we know, did not. So Jamie Jo actually contacted them. So when she called CPS regarding the pictures that she's seen and she was concerned about how she appeared, Whoever the caseworker was, whoever she spoke to, told her, you know, you can get in trouble for making false accusations. Wow. Yeah. This is based upon the picture, so that means that there was proof of the condition that she was but in. But that's a false statement. But she was told, don't make false accusations. Hmm. Yeah. What's a false thing that Okay. Yeah. So, fast forward a little bit. This is January 27th of 2021. So. DCYF actually did go to the Carlson family home to do a welfare check. This is a whole month after the fact, though. And this incidence of when they went to go check on Oakley and the other children in the home is the last credible sighting of Oakley. So January of 2021. This is the last credible sighting. However... February 10th of 2021, there is a sighting of Oakley by someone associated with the family. So investigators don't really consider that to be the last sighting because it's someone associated with the family. They don't know if they can fully trust that. So her last date is considered end of January 2021. So uh, fast forward a little bit from that, March 24th of 2021 jimmy Jill receives a call from dcyf with no explanation and they ask her if she has seen oakley or oakley's sister that's all the phone call was she of course said no and that's Wait, all she when wrote was that? march 24th of 2021 so four months four months after the last credible sighting uh, roughly two months, because that was January, okay. and this is March. So, 
there was never an explanation as to why they were calling her foster parents to see if they knew had seen her or her sister. That was just, have you seen him? Nope. Okay, bye. Pretty much. Very odd. So now we're going to fast forward about, what is this, eight months? So November 6th of 2021. Start preparing yourself to get real pissed off. So if you have an empty drink, open another a full drink or take a couple swigs of the drink, a drink you got because this is where it starts getting real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was getting better, but it's not. <laughs> okay. Sorry to if any of our listeners like this. This is crap. Okay. This is utter crap. <laughs> I mean, you could probably drink this if your goal is to get fucked up, but. <laughs> So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and open myself another Trulies. All right. So this is now November 6th of 2021. Andrew Carlson, again, the sperm donor, calls 911 around 4.45 p.m. to report a fire at the family home early on in the day. He told dispatch his daughter, Oakley, used a cigarette lighter and lit the couch on fire. Right. Said he put the fire out himself. So Oakley would have been five? Correct. Okay. No, she would have been four. Okay, okay. I am a whole ass adult, and I have a hard Mm -hmm. time lighting a lighter (laughs) to light anything. Depending on the kind of I mean, yeah. either way, they have those little, little not stopper thing. things. But, like, let's just say they're probably using mm-hmm. crack lighters where they take the little thing off of the twisty thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still, st- oh, I, ca- I can't, I can't brain a four-year-old being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> no. So he tells dispatch that he fought the fire himself for hours and he was only calling to make a report to make sure it was documented that there was a fire, but no need to send a fire truck. No need to send anybody. Jordan Bowers, the egg donor (laughs) had also told that she also helped put this fire out. They fought the fire for hours, quote unquote. (laughs) Now, of course, fire investigators did show up because they, they can't make sure not that it's show out. up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Let's. There's a fire, but we got it. It's fine. Yeah, it's not no what they worries. do at all. <laughs> so, fire investigators later confirmed that the the fire at the home there was in fact a fire, but said that the fire was not started on the couch. It was started on the microwave on the kitchen counter. But the couch actually caught on fire. Correct. If you look at the pictures online, you can clearly tell, like, this was not a small fire. It was like, I think, like, the living room, dining room, kitchen area is kind of, like, all one, like, you know, like most houses are. And you can see the couch, the couch definitely lit up on fire, the wall behind it, up towards the ceiling and and into the kitchen area, too. The kitchen counters on fire the kitchen area is smoke stuff just everywhere so the microwave is by the couch no it's not okay that okay 
So okay, <laughs> maybe it started from the microwave and seeped its way over to the couch. But I don't know. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense, but okay. I don't. I I yeah. I guess I could see that it's not supposed to. All right. Yeah, I mean, fire department says it started in the microwave, so it started in the microwave. <laughs> All right, so that was November 6th of 2021. Fast forward a couple days to November 10th of 2021. Um, The Oakville Elementary School principal, Jessica Swift, knew their family because her daughter is the same age as Oakley's older sister. They go to school together. She's the principal. And her being the wonderful human being that she is, she is practically coming to the house to bring them supplies because, mind you, there's this fire, but they're still in the house for whatever reason. But if you look at the pictures, they should not be staying there. So Jessica visited the family home every once in a while to bring them stuff, as I said. Um, during these visits, sometimes the visits would be five minutes. Sometimes they would be longer. There was definitely a visit where she was there for about 45 minutes. And did not see Oakley. Any of these visits she went to, not one time did she see Oakley. And then I'm assuming not one time did she call somebody to tell them, hey, there's a whole ass child that I haven't seen. Correct. But there wasn't really anything that like put up a red flag to her. Because they would play it off as, oh, Oakley's in our room. Or Oakley's with your grandparents. Or Oakley's in timeout. I mean, okay. All right. So it was a believable... Believable stories. And, you know, she wanted to, everybody wants to believe that nobody would make their child disappear. I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing at that time gave her anything to worry about. So, also in November, Jamie Jo saw a GoFundMe that Jordan had posted about the fire to try to get some help, you know, because they lost a lot of stuff in the fire. However, it felt off to her. There was something about this GoFundMe that Jordan had put up that Jamie was just like, there's there's something weird about this. So of course again, she emailed DCYF about her concerns, but her emails went completely unanswered. Okay. Yeah. So um December 4th. So this is what Uh, About a month, about a month later after this fire. So December 4th of 2021, Oakley's six-year-old sister went to Principal Jessica's house for a play date and a sleepover. Because again, she's friends with with her daughter. So when was the last sighting of Oakley? January of 2021. But We're the last the like, end of 2021. But the so almost last a year. official, the last official like verified sighting of her was in December, wasn't it? The December no, that was January. Okay. Almost a year. Almost later. a year. Okay. Yes, almost a year. So I said, Oof. make sure you're drinking your drinks over there. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> so December 4, 2021, Oakley's older sister goes to Principal Jessica's house for a play date and a sleepover. And this is when Principal Jessica decides to ask Oakley's sister what's going on. So she had asked her about Oakley. 
This sibling of hers got visibly upset, curled up in a ball, began shaking and crying, and said, Oakley is no more. When Swift asked again, her sibling said, Oakley went to go live with her foster parents because she was bad. Mm. Yeah. Firing squad. Mm. My only words. Right? So, of course, now Jessica is, like, there's something, something's not right here. Seeing that child be that upset, and she hasn't seen Oakley, there's definitely something going on. So, of course, she didn't feel comfortable sending Oakley's sister back to her parents. So, she called Jordan and was like, hey, do you mind if um, if she stays the night again? The girls are having a a really good time and Jordan said you know sure no problem she can go ahead and stay another night so the next day December 5th uh Jessica of course reported this to DCYF sorry not to DCYF excuse me she reported this to the Grays Harbor County Sheriff's Office that's right not to DCYF she reported to the Sheriff's Office and requested a welfare check for Oakley and let me guess nothing happened (laughs) actually no They finally listened. Well, because she called the sheriff's department, not DCYF. Yep, she called the sheriff's department. So, December 6th of 2021. This is Oakley's fifth birthday. Okay? So, everything I'm about to go over all happens in one day. Okay. Which is Oakley's birthday. Okay. So, Oakley's fifth birthday, she's been missing for almost a year. Well, just shy of a year. Yeah, missing. Mm. So, a welfare check is done by the Tumwater Police Department instead of Grays Harbor because by this time they had finally gone over to an extended stay hotel because of the fire. So, they go to check on the family. Responding officers showed up to the hotel and did not see Oakley. The encounter was pretty all over the place and also was super odd. When Jordan Bowers was asked where Oakley is, she said, she's with her mom. But isn't Jordan her mom? Yeah. Very odd response, right? So when asked a second time, she looked around the hotel room and asked someone that they couldn't see, hey, isn't Oakley with your mom and dad? And then, of course, out pops Andrew Carlson. So he's asked twice where Oakley is. First, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, she's with, uh, with my parents. She's with my father. And I said, whoa, well, can we have, can we have his number? Can we have the address? Like, we just wanted to verify that, that she's there. Let me guess. I don't have it. Yep. Exactly. I don't have their phone number. Really? Your kid goes to somebody's house and you don't know their number or their address? I'm sorry. My parents... <laughs> Whenever, like, they didn't know the the parents of the people I was trying to go to their house, they'd be like, well, we don't know them. We need to talk to them. We need to meet them. Well, we your gotta parents make are sure- good parents. Yeah, we got to make sure these legit people. We're going to get their phone number. You know, we're going to give them our phone number. And the- if they he were was- at his, his dad's house. house. <laughs> his parents' house. Mm-hmm. You don't have your parents' phone number? Really? Exactly. We'll get this. When they ask him the second time, he magically remembers the phone number. 
I just can't. We don't have to remember phone uh-huh. numbers. Okay, we have <laughs> cell phones. This is only a couple years ago. <laughs> yep. This is just so God. ridiculous. Uh, I know. Okay, so, so please of course tell the officers me. they the officers stepped away. They called his parents and asked, Hey, is Oakley with you? No. Are you ready for this? Oh god. Andrew's parents. Oakley's grandparents. Uh-huh. Their response was we have not seen Oakley since December of 2020. So that Christmas when she went to her grandparents' house, well, she didn't look great, was the last time I saw her. They haven't seen her in a year. And they never did anything about this? No. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go a year not seeing your grandchildren? I mean, if you have any kind of relationship with your child, I understand if you don't have a relationship with your child, you're probably not going to talk to your grandkids, but you would at least talk to them on the phone. Mm-hmm. But obviously, either that or obviously something happened mm-hmm. the last time the grandparents saw her. Like, maybe they did go to their their son and be like, hey, what's wrong with your child? Like, what are you doing to her? And he didn't her? like it, so he said And he F didn't you. like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like... I mean, I'm not trying to blame them. They they obviously, if they didn't know anything, they didn't know anything, right? Correct, yeah. I'm, but I feel like I would have called and been like, okay, I haven't, my, my grandchild came over. This is what happened. My son got all defensive. However, hindsight is always 2020. It is. I don't know what kind of people the par- the, the parents of the parents are. But still, the fact that nobody... If there was a concern, if there was any kind of concern anywhere from any of these people, number one, they should have reported it. And number two, it should have been responded to. Like, they have to at the very least be able to see, like, okay, person A called in to report something. Now we have a completely different person B calling in to report something. And with these people, probably a person C calling in to report something. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it seems like the only person in this scenario that was saying anything was, what's her name, Jamie? Jamie Joe. Jamie. Yeah, her foster yeah. mother, yeah. Yeah. So, if she's the only well, and the principal, calling in, obviously, too. Well, but that wasn't until a year, almost a year later. Yeah. So... During I mean, there that, could have been other people calling and stuff, too. We just don't know. We just don't have that information. So. And there could have been, but from yeah. the facts that we have, it was just her. And mm-hmm. it, it's just crazy to me that nothing was followed up on. And, like... It's just... The, what's crazy to me is a year. A year. A year. That's a long yeah. time This child has somebody. been missing for a year. And nothing? No one? Anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so her foster parents had no idea that she hadn't been seen for this amount of time because I'm Obviously. sure that Jamie Joe and Eric would have called or tried to do something because they were her parents. They were her mommy and her daddy, so they would have done everything in their power to figure out where she was. But as foster parents, there's only it's so much cut they off. can do. Yeah. Yeah. So you only get information through the grapevine, you know? So, of course, after this phone call to figure this out, officials decide to reach out to CPS to see if maybe, hopefully, she had gone back to her foster parents. 
Leave Which, the because at this time she had been transitioned over to her family for so long, she wasn't even in the foster care system anymore. And of course, as we know, she in fact was not with her foster parents. Officials were also reported that Andrew Carlson did not com- seem concerned about Oakley's whereabouts. Of course not. Jordan. Because they know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. At some point, um, Jordan and Andrew became combative and refused to answer any questions and went back into the hotel. Surprise, surprise. The officers kind of stayed and hung out in the patrol car. They looked around the Carl, uh, Jordan and Andrew's vehicle there and saw only one car seat in the car, which they should have had two, which would have been the younger sibling and or Oakley. Oakley, yeah. Yep. So, of course, they're getting more suspicious. There's definitely something going on. So they leave the hotel and the officers decide to follow them to their house. Later on, it's also found that after the officers left the hotel, that Jordan had factory reset her phone. Oh, you're mm. so smart. Because mm-hmm. they can't That's get anything. They can't get anything from anywhere on your phone, even if you factory reset it. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you can get any data from a phone. FYI, that doesn't fucking work. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it works, but you, there's still the data inside the phone. Well, no, mm-hmm. the data inside the phone is gone, but the data with the phone carrier is still there. All yeah, of the you text can message still records, get it. all the call records and everything. Yep. Maybe you can't see your old text messages or whatever, but you can still, there's still a way. So, she might be stupid. So, I, I kind of skipped over... Um, a really important detail, so I, I apologize for that. Um, so yes, the officers did follow him to, to their house, but prior to the officers following him to their house, Andrew Carlson here, Mr. Sperm Donor of the Year, called 911 again. And he called the non-emergency line to report his daughter Oakley missing. You're joking. Ugh. You're Mm-mm. joking. Oh no, the police are at now my door. Now I should report her missing. Maybe I should report her after missing After I w- did now. whatever I did to her. Oh my god. I think this is another example of world's mm-hmm. this is dumbest an example of criminals. Just like stab, 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 stab. I mean, that's I what agree. he deserves, man. So, and during this phone call... <laughs> yeah, it's... He claimed that they had not seen Oakley since November 30th. This is December 6th. So as a parent, you haven't seen your now five-year-old child for a week and a half? Okay. Is that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, back to the officers following them to their house. Oh, Lordy. Upon arriving to the Carlson home, both parents are arrested for obstructing of justice because they did not want to be cooperative. And because clearly at this point, officers know something fishy is going on. And they are arrested for suspicion of manslaughter. Now, once they're arrested, officials only have 72 hours to gather all the information they need to charge them with anything. 
So they arrested Correct. them before they had any just, evidence of anything? Just all the information so far. I didn't know you that can arrest on suspicion, but you can't hold. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which is why they had the 72-hour hold to gather all the information to be able to charge them with anything. Okay. Now they're able to obtain a search warrant to enter the residence. Here's where it gets um, even worse. So just take a couple drinks. I, yes. I can't believe it that it gets, gets worse. Oh worse? It, it really gets worse. I mean, you weren't kidding. At this point, yeah, I'm so mad. Me. I don't got any, I don't got, I don't got many words for this. I told you when I was doing the research on this, I had to take breaks to cry and not look at it for a day or two because I was boiling from the inside out. This is definitely one of, yeah, one of the worst cases of like neglect and things not happening and people not looking. It's, Yeah. Yep. Ignoring processes and correct the welfare of a so, human being. So, they get the warrant to enter the Carlson home. Inside the home, of course, was all of the fire and smoke damage throughout the home. Not only did they see the damage from the fire, but inside the home, they found kids' toys and clothing, of course, located throughout the whole house. However... Nothing belonging to Oakley. It as if she never existed. No clothes in her size. No toys in her sizes. No books that she would have liked. Nothing identifying specifically to a five-year-old Oakley. Okay? So they got rid of everything as if she never existed? That's what it seems like. Yeah. As they're going through and they notice that, They also found that there was blood splatter on the back of the door and blood splatter also on some of the blinds. There was also... So they didn't bother to clean it up? I guess not. Um, There was also a bloody handprint on the walls. Like an adult handprint? There's not any information as to whether it was adult handprint or a child's handprint. That information's not out there. Irrelevant because you, if there's enough blood for that, something. Now, there was DNA done on this, but the DNA results have not been publicly released. Which, if it's still an open case, they wouldn't release that, anyways. I guess makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But, but this, the, what happened was two years, three years ago, two years ago? Throw yeah. the book at these people. Mm-hmm. That's what should happen. So, of course, with this information, then uh, all the stuff that they find in the house, all of the children are now removed from the home and placed into um, their either their prior foster homes or new foster homes. It took someone to die. It took a child dying. Yeah. Or missing. Whatever. I mean, missing, but... Missing. Missing, but probably dying. Like, mm-hmm. seriously? Yeah, so this... Seriously. And mind you, all child. of this, again, is happening on her fifth birthday. One day. Yeah. And all of this stuff that we're going is all in one day. I can't believe this is all in one day. So, because they had that 72-hour window, they had to make sure that they got everything they, they could, right? They ass. And at oh, least somebody... Yeah, at least somebody is finally yeah. doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a little too late though. So, the, all the other kids get removed, they get put in foster homes, but the same day, they also, the 
other than the youngest child, who I believe was two at the time, um, the older siblings all get questioned by the investigators. So her sister said she didn't have a sister. Oakley was her sister, but not anymore because she hadn't seen her in a long time. Her mom told her she wasn't allowed to talk about Oakley because she was, she went into the woods and was eaten by wolves. I have no, I literally, and you know me, I'm not a violent person, but I literally want to take these parents and just like choke the shit out of them. Oh, you and me both. And a lot For more. what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like they deserve, I'm sorry. Drugs or not, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is your child. A child. Any child. This is a child. Mm -hmm. Literally. Homicidal. Yeah. Homicidal thoughts for sure. It just. A year? A whole. I know. I can't get past that either. Like. That's how long it took anyone to really realize that anything had happened a year. Yeah. That- so not only is this child missing, but they're also creating other trauma for their other children. Like, you're commi- trying to tell your children that her sister went into the woods and got ate by wolves? Eaten by wolves? Yeah, and, and as a little child, that's super scary. Or how they said, oh, she was bad, so she went back to her foster parents. Dude, imagine being that kid and then you grow up and you realize your parents were shit. Right? Now, of course, the investigators had to look into this. Here in Washington State, we don't really have wolves, so they found that to be unfounded, of course. Um, Now, her brother, he said to investigators that Oakley was being starved and was put into a closet underneath the stairs and also beaten by their mother. And the older brother, I believe, is between 8 and 10 at this time. I need about two minutes. (laughs) I told I, you it just gets I'm not going to lie. This is like these people are scum. Mm-hmm. Like they're dog shit on the bottom of my they're shit. They're not even that. They don't even deserve to be called they're dog shit. They're not even shit. that. They're... I give a shit enough about dog shit to at least wipe it off. Or pick it up and throw it away. I can care less about <sighs> Yeah. I just can't believe that somebody would be so evil. I know. Not you see why I had to take some breaks while I was doing this case because I, you being an emotional crying. That's how I was off and on for weeks going through this. So it's this is just it's bullshit. Like yeah. I, <sighs> it's hard to fathom. I know, like to even think about what possibly what happened to her. Well, and I mean, what I want to know right now is, this is 2021. Mm-hmm. This was two, just about, coming up on two solid years ago. Mm-hmm. Why don't they know whose blood that was? Or if they do, 
why hasn't anything been done in two years since then? Not enough evidence or something. Well, to be fair, sometimes, sometimes they do have information and they don't release it to the public because they're working on trying to get a conviction. If they release it to the public, it could affect the investigation. So... That's probably what's that's absolutely that's most what's going likely on. what's going on. I hope that soon we see a resolution. I don't think case. anybody's ever going to find her. I think that blood was Oakley's. I don't know that we'll find her. I think her. that blood was Oakley's. That's what I, I think, think. I I think there's there's a four-year-old isn't going to do anything to an, to a whole ass adult to make them bleed in that way. So that blood is Oakley's. Right, and I and they had a fucking year to make sure she was never found yeah even if she's not found you can still you can still get a conviction but you have to make sure that you have enough evidence to convince a jury without a reasonable doubt that these Mm -hmm. people did it a four-year-old's blood is on the back of their door in their house her brothers and sisters didn't do that her grandparents hadn't seen her for a year well, mind you, the the fire happened a month or so before her birthday, before all of this started progressing. But it could have just I been mean, a cover-up. I mean, but nobody. Like, that blood could have been sitting there for, you know, the eight, nine, ten months or for whatever it was before they decided, we need to cover this up. Let's start a fire. They could have put her on the couch and burned her body and then taken whatever yeah. scorched remains were to where to, to wherever. And... PSA, for those that don't live in this state, there's woods everywhere. everywhere. Literally everywhere. Everywhere. There's swamp there's protected like swampy lands everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, is there's so many places that this girl could be. But honestly, I I I have a strong feeling that they're they're working towards trying to get I a hope conviction. So. so let's move along here. So as we state, as we said multiple times, this is all happening on Oakley's fifth birthday. So as the investigators are doing what they need to do, let's let's flash over to her foster parents, to Jamie, Joe, and Eric. Okay. They know that it's Oakley's birthday. They don't have their daughter. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be emotional. They're going to be up in their feels. They're going to be, man, I miss my kid. Today's her birthday. I'm not with her. Right? Which is exactly what Jamie was doing. She was dealing with all the feelings, all the emotions of missing her. But she's also a teacher. So she was busy with school, trying to not completely lose her mind and cry all day, right? So um, she had, at some point, her phone was ringing a lot. And she had multiple missed calls from DCYF and the Sheriff's Department. And when she had called them back... They had asked her to see if, um, if one, if she knew where Oakley was, and if when they found her, if she was prepared to take Oakley and her brother. So, DCYF just all of a sudden enters the picture yep. again? Yep. Yep. After not responding yep. to this woman? Yep. So, of course, she gets excited. She's like, oh my gosh, we're getting, we're getting Oakley back, and we're going to take her brother, and oh my gosh, her brother's a toddler, we don't have anything for them, so now she's like... I gotta take care of this stuff that I have at school, but oh my gosh, it's Oakley's birthday, and now we gotta get everything, and now we're gonna get our kid back. So she runs over to her husband's classroom, who's like right across the way, to tell him 
this news that she thought, thought was exciting. That they were going to be getting their daughter back. To be fair, these people did not know that she was missing for a year. Correct. The foster parents had, because they didn't have all this information. They didn't know. Well, even the- All they even, had was they got called earlier that year asking if it, they had if she was correct. there at their house. That's all they had. That was the last time they knew anything was when they called and asked, do you know where she is back in March? And then day of, the police go to the hotel- arrest the parents, go to the house, start finding things. And DCYF was like, hey, do you want her back? Son of... Mm -hmm. So, of course, I don't know if it was after school. I don't know if they left school early. They go to the store to get everything these kids need. Birthday stuff, bedding stuff, things for a toddler, things that they know Oakley likes, all that, right? Jamie Jo receives a phone call. From a friend of hers. And she tells her, hey, Asking do you she's know, seen the news? Did you know that Jordan and Andrew are in jail for suspicion of manslaughter? And she goes, no, oh my gosh, like, they killed somebody? Oh my gosh, like, that's horrible. No wonder why we're getting the kids back. And her friend goes, no. no. Oakley's missing. The suspicion of manslaughter is for Oakley. She, of course, was not okay. Oh, my God. I don't know if she was at school or if she was at the store, but I guess wherever she was, she, like, ran outside and threw up from the emotions. Uh, Obviously, she wasn't okay. Oakley was her daughter. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. You need a minute to absorb that? I think we need a minute. Oh my god. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, ima- just imagine being the person that's getting this phone call. Yeah. Like, and and she had such false hope from the call that she got. Earlier that day. D-C-Y fucking F. Well, when they could... Maybe I mean maybe they didn't know fully what was going on, but <sighs> I feel like DCYF works hand in hand with the police on. Well, and, and even so, I I feel like I feel like with DCYF, there's it's it's case to case basis. It's a it's a whoever you get assigned might be a great person, or they might not be very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And this poor girl, because of somebody else's friend, she had to find out from a friend. Her beautiful baby daughter. A friend had to call her and Um, tell her. Just imagine. And she's probably like, well, I was just told earlier today that That we're going to get her and we're going to get another. I'm going to drink more. Yeah, I kind of, I want a shot. Because this is this. Yeah, and is I had just... seen this um, interview with them where they talked about when her brother, Oakley's brother, did end up going to their house, and when he showed up, he was wearing PJs and rain boots, I believe it was, and he, they said it looked like he had like been rolling around in the dirt and the mud for days and hadn't showered in a really long time, too. You can't even freaking make your or even like just help your child bathe. Like serious, that's. That's the thing about mm-hmm. these kind of people is that they 
I'm sorry. I know. It's, I understand addiction is a disease and that you do, maybe you would do things that you wouldn't normally do, but these people, drugs are not scum. Ultimate scum. You don't, you, a lot of drug addicts will still recognize that their child should not be with them. I have seen it and I've heard about it mm-hmm. where they're like, you know, I've got I'm my issues. Go- I'm not in the place mm-hmm. I need to be for them. I can't take care yeah. of them. They need to go to somebody else. And I respect that because because it yes, you have your you have your problems, but you're still willing to say, "Okay, I can't do what needs to be done. I'm going to give this child up or I'm going to, you know, let them go for now, whatever." But for these people to allow these children to come back to their home, knowing that they cannot take care of them and then just completely neglect them, abuse them, whatever else they did to this little girl and to these other children, which maybe we'll find out later. Well, So there's this thing I wanted to talk about. Um, There's no information about there as if they did anything other than something else I'm about to talk about in a little bit, um, har- other than neglect, but in a harms- harmful way as to what we think possibly happened to Oakley, that none of that was being done to the other children. So there's this thing called um, the, Cinder- the Cinderella phenomenon. So it's basically where only one child is being abused, beaten, starved, number of things while the other kids have none of that happening to them well and like the other the big case that comes to my mind is the gabriel fernandez case oh, that yes. got really really big there's a documentary on it on netflix I remember that, it was yeah. just him he had a handful of brothers and sisters and all of them had none of this done to them but all of them saw it and watched it and talked about it afterward Well, you know, that's a symptom of narcissism. I believe it. Mm -hmm. So when a parent is a narcissist, and maybe they weren't narcissists, but I'm comparing it to that because I heard this recently, that when a parent is a narcissist, they treat one child like they're the golden Mm -hmm. child, right? Like you have this prized Whether it's the firstborn, the first boy, your favorite. It doesn't matter. They might just pick whoever your favorite and they they can do no wrong. And they, you know, they basically the world revolves around them. They, the light shines for them. And then there's this other child. Mm-hmm. I'm using my my a drink as an example. <laughs> they or other this children. Chi- we're gonna use this child. We're gonna use my drink as this child. <laughs> that get treated <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> that get treated like crap. And that you they can do nothing right. Nothing they ever do is good enough. Anything that they accomplish in life is not enough. Mm. It's all bullshit. Like, you're a loser. Well, and on that... It doesn't make sense. On that point, too, going back to the very beginning, Oakley was described as a very emotionally intelligent little Mm -hmm. girl. Now, let's throw this emotionally and probably mentally intelligent little girl... With any parent. Some kids are really with, freaking smart, Yeah, let's man. throw them with any parent. She's questioning them. Mm-hmm. 
she's questioning what they're doing. She's questioning what they're saying. She's she's she is the rebellious. She's probably asking not questions. Yeah, she's the emotional turmoil that she's going through from and how much she misses who she considers to be her parents. Yeah. To know where your parents, so maybe they felt bitter towards her because she wouldn't call them mom and dad, and she was crying for her parents every night. Maybe, you yeah. know, you know, some kids are just like that. They're so smart, and they know all of these things. Now let's put them with drug addict, abusive parents. Let's put them with, or potentially narcissistic, or whatever the case may be. And they're questioning you. They're mm-hmm. questioning life. They're questioning, hey, do you what? You know, what about this? Even if it's just like. Why do, why is the grass green? Like, yeah. whatever they're thinking about and they want to ask. And they're annoyed. And they're like, oh, you're, so, you're, mm-hmm. you're annoying. You're a know-it-all. You're a goody too. Whatever they want to say. Which that just, that just adds. I mean, just. It adds mm-hmm. insult to injury. It's, like, it's like, imagine being there. Imagine being her. Imagine being any adult knowing this little girl and and seeing this little girl not be okay i would feel so blessed to have well any child but especially a child like her that's happy loving intelligent Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm -hmm. independent a cute freaking adorable and beautiful like yes full of which is what her what jamie joe and eric felt towards her and then these monsters destroyed her they probably took everything that's beautiful about her away from her now that we've taken a moment to process that part of this and what jamie joe and eric must have been feeling we're gonna move on to this um the 72 hours that they had to hold them okay so that would have been december 7th 8th and 9th of 2021 so, the Grace Harbor investigators, police, and the FBI continue to search their property. Now, their property is 300 acres. And this is on western Washington. So, as we were saying earlier, this is a lot of greenery, a lot of trees, and also a lot I'm of sorry. open fields, How too. How did the tweakers have property? On 300 acres. When I live in an 1100 you know, square foot. I mean, their family probably owned it or they rented right? it or whatever. That's what I thought. Maybe it was a family owned property or something. That's kind of the, the feeling. That or I maybe they it bought it before they were tweakers. When he was a cop. Yeah, that's possible. Well, I can tell you with this investigation that they were doing on the property um, and from some of the things that I've seen old news clips and whatnot you could clearly see that they were also digging on the property too they probably to, in yeah. areas that looked like they had been moved around and whatnot i just had this thought that for some reason didn't come to my mind this whole time he was a cop uh-huh so he's seen examples of what not to do although the blood too. on the door the blood on the door is a little like are, are you dumb i but, mean that yeah. is just tweaker, tweaker. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's just yeah. tweaker not thinking yeah. about things you know yeah exactly so december 9th rolls around this is when the 72 hour hold is now up however 
Um, Andrew and Jordan are now looking at abandonment charges of a dependent person in the second degree because investigators discovered evidence that the parents had not been providing medical prescribed medications to their daughter, so this would have been Oakley's older sister, for 15 months. So her sister had some type of medical condition of some kind that it was necessary for her survival to take this medication. At least they got something. Yes. They got something. So abandoned of dependent person and neglect, I believe, were the what they were looking at. They need to go to jail mm-hmm. and get, they need to be introduced to Bubba. You know mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. And his friends. You know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they need to be killed by firing squad. Not even, you know, that's, that's too, too quick. That's too fast. Yeah. Oh, I oh, agree. Or, or they need to go through lethal injection without the numbing medication. Uh-huh. I feel you on that. Drug. They just Or maybe just have all their body parts, all their limbs like cut off one by one, each finger one they, at a time. Yeah, they're still alive. Yeah, whatever the worst of Suffer. the worst is, these people deserve that. Uh-huh. Suffer. I think we should go back to really random, really quick tangent. I saw on TikTok recently there's this whole thing with the Roman Empire where your husbands I don't if you understand just ask them, that. No, I did it. Just go ask your husband if they think about the Roman Empire and ask them that. Yeah. A- ask Eric. Ask him when the last time he thought about the Roman Empire was. I, I asked Ruben and I was incredibly surprised. Anyway, point of this I don't think Serge would think about that, honestly. I mean, Ruben was like, like, I asked him that and he kind of looked at me and he was like, yeah, why? And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, why? I mean, anyway. like, okay, like, who thinks about the Roman Empire just Men. randomly? Men do. To be fair, though, Serge, Serge is from that area, so maybe? maybe? But I doubt it. So, here's, here, listeners, crimeconvopodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you listen or if you think about the Roman Empire randomly. <laughs> Do you listen? Do you think about the Roman Empire every day? What What Ruben said. What Ruben said is they they are the foundation to what society is built on. And I'm like, okay, that's just that's too much. Anyway, point in bringing that up. (laughs) What I think needs to happen to the to, to particularly the dad. There's this old form of torture that the Roman Empire used where they put a rat in a metal bucket and they put oh, that metal yeah. bucket you, you, up against Have you seen that that's on um on uh Tokyo Drift on Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift they mm-hmm. do that to to a guy there Do I look like somebody who's watched Tokyo Drift Well I know that you hate those movies but I wasn't <laughs> so, sure if you had seen wait, it No you don't no. like the Fast and Furious movies we can't be friends like She the hates Fast them we can get into that in private she doesn't <laughs> like them so, Roman Empire, a form of torture, they would take a metal bucket and put a mouse or a rat or whatever in it and then put it up against the man's junk. And then they would put a fire mm-hmm. on the end of the bucket. And rats, mice, whatever, are always going to chew or dig their way out yep. of a situation. So, they're going to try to dig on the side of the bucket, not get anything. Oh, look, there's flesh. I can chew it. I can bite it. I can dig it. Disclaimer. These are our opinions. Yes. Again opinions and we don't my opinion is not wrong we don't hate people (laughs) we just hate people who hurt children and animals 
We hate people like these birth parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. These sperm and egg donors. All right. So moving on along here. So that was December 9th. So now December 10th, the Carlson children were given drug tests. Oh, no. Which came back oh, positive no. for methamphetamines. Oh, no. The younger brother, the two-year-old, his was high enough to indicate that he must have ingested it. <gasps> okay, listen. Okay, I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast. In the area, in our area, there have been two freaking cases of children either ingesting or inhaling fentanyl. Mm-hmm. What? What are these people thinking? What are these? Okay, smoke your stuff. Why are you doing it around your children? Outside. Why are you leaving foil or whatever that your chick- kid can put in their mouth? Because around they get high children? and they're not worried about cleaning up mm-hmm. after them. Well, you know what? Screw these people. These people oh just. My God. I, I am so angry. I am so. My opinion angry. was not wrong. No, you're. I'm just gonna. I'm not saying my opinion was I'm not wrong. Just saying- <laughs> this doesn't get any better. Let me tell you. Oh my God! It gets worse. It gets worse. Are you fucking kidding me? No. All right. All right. Let's, we just, okay. So, yes. So the little brother is tested with very high levels of methamphetamines in him. Now, this, as I said, most likely means he probably ingested it. We don't know if they were smoking it, um, injecting it, or whatever it is. Regardless, this child got a hold of it. The other children's levels were more like they were in the same vicinity of it. So the thing about- but all of them. All of them tested positive. The thing positive. about drugs like this is you could smoke it, ingest or whatever. If you handle it with your hands and you touch somebody, it can transpose to that person. Well, and, the, and that's the same thing with fentanyl. Fentanyl is even more potent. I just, I just, I, I personally don't have a lot of experience with drugs or with drug addicts. The only experience that I have was this person being concerned about crystals being all over their clothes. Wait, and who not was wanting that? Me, Is that the person I'm thinking of? Probably. And not wanting me to touch them or, or anytime I came close to them, he was worried about it getting like, and, and. That's paranoia, I baby. I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it's a complicated mindset of. If you smoke meth, if you smoke a cigarette, if you do whatever in your home with children, they're gonna or with any it. with any other human with any other human being. They're like weed. If you smoke pot in a room with other people, those other people can get contact mm-hmm. high, yeah. not having smoked it themselves. Yeah. Well, so you're gonna you're gonna smoke meth in your home. With your children? No. Parents of the fucking year. Century. Whatever you want to call it. Naughty and Foddy. Okay, that's my uncle. My great uncle. He came up with Naughty and Foddy. So, Naughty <laughs> is mother of the year. And Foddy is father of the year. That's what he... Yeah. <laughs> He's a All genius. Right. That's, that's right. my uncle Keith. <laughs> Yeah, Naughty and Foddy. I like it. Shout so, out to at this point, all of this information obviously is going out to the public. And... The public starts, The public is pissed. The public is beyond pissed. I remember seeing this stuff uh, before we got... Well, no, it was Darren because it was... Yeah, so at the time, I was back in the office, and I remember... I remember seeing stuff, like, on the TVs and people talking about it at, at break, at lunch, at work, people talking about it and being like, have you heard about this? I, rem- I remember stuff like that. So... 
The public was getting angry. A lot of people picketing outside of the jails, yelling, where is Oakley? Where is Oakley? To where Eric, not Eric, excuse me, um, Andrew and Jordan were being held. And this is a becomes a thing throughout this entire thing. Anytime one of them had a court date, anytime one of them got released, anytime anything was happening, there was always a group of people in the public yeah. picketing, asking where Oakley was. Which, you know what? They should be. Screw these people. Yeah. So, December 15th, 2021. Oakley's grandparents, who are the ones that didn't call... CPS or the cops, the ones that seen her that Christmas in 2020. Well, for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Apparently worked with investigators. They were cooperative. Yada yada. They released a statement basically saying that the Carlson family continues to cooperate with them. Their objective is to find their granddaughter. Uh, they're praying for their granddaughter. They mm-hmm. hope to find her soon. And for the media to respect their privacy, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you should have fucking done something about it when you noticed something was wrong with your granddaughter. Right. Cooperate now, but maybe you should have done something before. December 12th, 2021. 2021, excuse me. Um, A change.org petition pushing for new laws protecting foster children hits 2,000 online signatures. But the, the petition calls for... Law, a law to pass that would create a five-year point system of support to check on children who are returning back to their families after exiting the foster care system and mandate long-term that. drug testing of families for the reunification process. I can yep. agree with that, yeah. If you're going to get your kids back, you should pass a drug test for however pass long Pass a drug test, to. have long-term follow-ups, whatever needs to happen to make sure that the children are being cared for and that they're safe. Yep. And that's Random drug is. tests. Yeah. Um, I believe this petition ends with like seven to ten thousand signatures to try to start the process of getting this law passed. That's not a whole lot, honestly. It, I mean, it really isn't. But I don't. Down. I didn't see anything about like what the number actually needs to be to get the ball rolling for a law to be passed. I don't think there's a specific number for that. I think it's more so. Whatever the government, if you present it to the government, whatever they feel like putting on the ballot, which... Well, and this is obviously a state government thing, and I would imagine that the petition and all of the the gatherings of people um, marching and standing with those signs and doing all of that, and like all of those things that happened being involved in the decision making, but I, I can't say that I know that something happened, so... so- did something happen? Did they get it? Let, let me continue going on. You will find out. <laughs> so a little bit of time passes. Around February of 2022, Bowers and Carlson are now being charged with two counts of endangerment with controlled substance. One, I believe the neglect was also in there too for neglecting their child that needed the medical care and for the children being uh, exposed to methamphetamines and finding their system and whatnot. March 14th of, oh, and both of them also, of course, pleaded not guilty. Of course. Of course. Did they plead insanity? No, they didn't. They just pled not guilty. <laughs> but because not the that's 70 the norm. Like everybody else tries to pull. 
Um, March 14th, 2022, Andrew Carlson is charged, pleads guilty at that time of two counts of endangerment with controlled substance, controlled substance, excuse me. Um, now this sentence normally is a maximum punishment of 10 years in prison with a $20,000 fine. Okay. Did they extend it? He got 12 months. Oh. He got 12 months, and he didn't even serve the full 12 months. He was released in August of 2022. So he's out freely, living his life. So he's been out for a year. I know. I No words, right? What? Mm. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just like, what do you even, what do you even? I, I am willing to bet that the judge that proceeded over that case and laid that sentence was not a very well liked person. Well, it had to be that, but I. From the things that I've seen, it seems like because Andrew had zero criminal record, all the domestic violence, literally everything. He never got charged for anything. Who in his cares? Past. Who cares? So I feel like that's why he has a child that is missing, and he, the, and his children have meth in this their is, system. This is the thing about this is the thing mm-hmm. about the justice system that mm-hmm. pisses me off, and I, I. I have a hard time. Cool, with so it I can go murder somebody, and because I've never committed a crime, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get. Oh, but you sentence. might you. But listen, think about all the people that have been convicted anyway, even though they've never committed a crime before, and there's no evidence for them, but they still get convicted. It is it is a fucky system. It's a problem. And it's listen, system, the problem is sure. it's left up to one person or a jury or whatever, and. It has to be unanimous, generally. Yes, but the thing... Unanimous can be six to... Six out of ten. Well, I don't know if it's, like, a it depends. I think it depends. Tip Well, not the sentence. The sentence is the judge, typically. Guilty or not guilty right. is the jury. The sentence right. is the judge, and the judge can decide... Okay, you're guilty of, of murder in the first degree. This is how long you're yeah. going to be sentenced. But... But like a six, a six to four out of ten, let's just say, is a hung jury. That means yeah. they were not Correct. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was was mm-hmm. the court that Andrew went through, where he only got sentenced twelve months, was that a jury case? It was just probably a judge. no. It was probably just a judge because I feel I oh, feel okay. like if it was a jury, they would be feeling the same way we're They'd feeling. They'd been like, "Fuck this guy," and they would have been like, "Um, <laughs> no, no." Yeah, would have been like, "Fucking kick rocks, go die." Let's chop your body up into pieces. But, okay, and, like, to be fair, the way that our justice system also works, because I know we have some overseas listeners. Yes. The way our justice system also works is what he was convicted of is completely ignoring Oakley. Yes. What he was convicted of was involving the other three children that were in his home mm-hmm. at the same time before and after mm-hmm. Oakley. But what about so, Oakley? What about her? What about they her? They don't have anything. Correct. They, they don't have anything. Nothing solid. So what he yeah. was convicted of was 
only those other three. Mm-hmm. And that that in and of itself, but again, like I, I I can agree with, but also disagree with. You need to have evidence in order to convict someone. But we have seen that go wrong. We have seen that look like somebody did something that they did. Like the yeah. jury trial, they would have been like, no, it, they would have been biased. He definitely did it because yeah. even if you only presented that this girl was missing for a year. And they didn't report it for yeah. a year. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the last time she was ever seen by anybody was December of 2020. And they reported it in December of 2021. Like, I feel like people hearing that, they would probably be like, uh, excuse me, what? But the But the thing is, too, that they would have to have solid proof. Mm-hmm. of the last time she was seen a picture a f- a phone call uh uh i i don't know how else you could record something solid because as a juror you are brought in and you are told like you are to only go off of the facts that are presented in this yeah. case and they try to vet you before you even get to court do you have an opinion on this case have you seen news articles on this case do you know any details of what's going on which is a whole other problem that they would have run into in doing a jury case there anyway mm-hmm. they would have had to move it some somewhere i don't even know where Maybe like the King County in Northern Washington or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you have it was to all go over off of- the local news, though. So I don't know how right. So it, it would have been. It would have, and I know that it was. I I saw billboards in Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's the only place that I drove to. I would imagine that they were also in Idaho, which is in the oh, other yeah, side, and, and and yeah. So, but. Uh, I just yeah. So let's I move along with what happened with uh, Jordan. You know, egg donor of the century over here. So April of 2022, Jordan is charged with two counts of endangerment with a controlled substance, in addition to one count of abandonment. She got only 20 months, and she got 20 months because she had a past history of criminal charges months? and and whatnot. Only 20 months with time served. So by she the way. Got- <laughs> with time with served time served both of them got time served even my cat Lola uh, is shaking her head at this bro I know so mind you both of these I don't want to call them human beings both of these monsters monsters mm-hmm. they were served with no contact no contact orders of anybody under the age of 18 with the exception of visitation of their own biological children. Hold on. Super- Hold the phone. Supervised? What? Supervised or non? Did I, I didn't say anything about that. It it doesn't matter. They were they were told that they could I mean it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but like <laughs> I can tell you, however, when they did request visitation with their children, those visitations were denied. Thank fucking God. Yes. <laughs> so now, with like I said before, with each hearing sentence, anything that Jamie Joe and Eric and um, Eric did, there were always picketers. There were always people supporting them. Okay. Yeah. So with that came 
Um, Jordan Bowers release date, January 15th of 2023, beginning of this year. So Bowers was released from her sentence for the child endangerment, only to be released within moments of, sorry, only to be arrested within moments of her being released. Because the Grays Harbor Sheriff's Office, excuse me, had submitted an investigation to Grace Harbor Prosecutor's Office for identity theft and fraud. This chick had been stealing credit cards. She had a huge gambling problem. In fact, when she was arrested before, they found that she was trying to flush credit cards down the toilet. Oh, Jesus Christ. So literally as they're walking her... Yes. So it literally as they're walking her out, and you can hear the crowd say, where is Oakley? Where is Oakley? She gets released, and there's officers right there to re-fucking arrest her ass. What? Hopefully she doesn't get time served on that one. She tried Mm -hmm. to flush them. I'm I'm just shook. Yeah, she tried to flush them down the toilet. I don't know if they were ripped up or whatever. She tried to flush... Yeah. So identity theft, credit cards. She had even done this to her own brother, by the way. She stole a bunch of money from him, too. So she had no fucking boundaries. Yeah. So throughout 2022, um, Andrew Carlson is supposed to be doing a chemical dependency program, which he failed to show up for treatment multiple times. Surprise. Mm -hmm. Fucking surprise. But the court also gave him... Multiple chances to provide the poper the paperwork. Of course they did, and of course they he eventually did. did. So he was found to be in compliance. Ah! Surprise! Ah! Yeah, Jordan Bowers has multiple hearings throughout twenty twenty three. A pretrial was supposed to be set. However, she ends up coming to a plea agreement for an originally an eighty four month sentence, but was only given thirty six months. With time served. So three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. With time served. With time served. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. We need oh, to talk man. to these judges oh, here in Washington man. State, man. For real. I thought we were better than this. I mean, I really the thing did. is... At least the- at least the police are finding whatever the fuck they can. They charge they're, them they're, with whatever they could get them on. They're probably just thinking, these people are scum. We need to find whatever we can about them. If those babies didn't test positive for meth, they wouldn't have had anything. Mm -hmm. The only thing they would have had is not providing the one daughter with the medication, which one count out of the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, And I'm sorry. How did the judge not give them the maximum sentence for their fucking two-year-old testing positive for meth? For real. Very high levels of meth, too. It's enough meth to to have ingested it or smoked it himself. Yep. I don't... So the next thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about a little bit more about DCYF and what the state did and didn't do and what... Our governor tried to do. So this I had to do. Our governor, by the way. So this I had to do um, (laughs) a little bit more research on because I wanted to make sure I had all the proper information. So, uh, May of twenty twenty two, governor Governor Inslee did send a letter to the director's office of family and children's 
Oh. Which it's called um, OFCO, I believe, which is basically a conjunction of D spy F. Okay. He, I'm just going to kind of read a little bit of what it entailed, of what he was requesting. So for Gummer Inslee, it says, I believe it is pertinent and appropriate to request an examination of the agency's holdings of this case. Whether to affirm DCYF followed all proper protocols and procedures or to identify whether the agency's actions may have contributed to her disappearance. Once you have completed your analysis, my expectation is that you will report back to me with your findings and any recommendations. I thank you for your staff, incredibly valuable and important work you do on behalf of children and families. So he's basically requesting look into this shit. Make sure everything was and done possibly. Mm-hmm. And let's find out if you guys failed and if it contributed to her disappearing and let me know what you find. Wow, he did something good. He did. He tried. It appeared as though he was trying to do something good in this case. So, um, September of 2022, the director of Family and Children's released an investigation report regarding regarding Oakley Carlson. Four pages. I've I found it Correct. by the way. So it was very it was not pages. it was not very extensive. So this report basically says that DCYF is cleared of any wrongdoing in the investigation of Oakley Carlson. Bull on whose accord? Mm-hmm. Who who cleared them? Who decided that that was true? It was the the OFCO that we talked about earlier. Someone who's trying to cover their ass. That's who. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they included a full review of relevant records, documents, and interviews with individuals who directly involvement with information of department's handlings in this case. It particularly focused on families' reunification efforts, uh, permanency planning, department's responses, and identifying children's safety factors. Did they talk in this letter about how nobody fucking responded to the calls and emails that they got? Uh, nope, they sure didn't. Uh, of course they didn't, because that's not important, right? What's important is they're cleared, because the boss man yeah, says so. Well, well and if they could have recognized, hey, you know, maybe even if their excuse was were, were understaffed, even if they could have no, acknowledged... No, no. But they didn't even acknowledge that they they did not follow up on these nope. emails. They sure didn't. Because acknowledging it, that requires that they take ownership of exactly. the consequences. So get this. It requires that people get fired or people get investigated. And if they are understaffed, they lose people that they already don't have or get whatever. This, this is what is. his response is. He said within the investigation, oh. this is, the, uh, the what is his name? The director's name Whose response is, is it? Patrick Dowd. Dowd. Okay, Patrick Dowd, you're a dumbass. Okay, director of the Office of Family and Children's, which it's that's the OFCO. They're basically like an organization within the organization to investigate these things. Basically, it's probably like a big picture over. It's like the manager to the department kind of a thing. So this is what he said. We found that department's actions and conduct in this case were consistent with laws, policies, and court orders. Our investigation, however, did identify opportunities to improve services to families and specify to preserve and strengthen the parent-child bond with a child when a child is removed from the home. 
Family time or parent-child visits, visits are critical to promoting bond attachment, healthy child development, and successful family reunification. So he's recognizing that they have things that they, they need to identified fix, problem areas, but they're not at fault. Unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, still unacceptable. Big picture, they're not at fault because they didn't kill they didn't her. Kill her, but however, could would she could she still be here? Could she be with her true parents right now? Had they actually responded to mm-hmm. anything? Hundred percent, yes, she'd be alive right now. And 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 yes, acknowledged that. Re- that rejudification is key in what they want. However, ha- what if they drug tested the kids right, like when they first got emailed and called about? Thank you. The kids exactly. What if then they, they would have then it? they would have had something to keep them from the parents, yep. a reason, and then had to have said, "Okay, cool. You need to piss clean for however long before." But then you remember, Jordan knew how to pass those tests. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. The fact is, there were reports, there were concerns mm-hmm. that were brought to them, and the, it and they and these children it. had already been taken from these people once, and they did not look yep. into it. If not, I times, even I don't know. even if you're the person, maybe you did something bad, and then you got your kids back later, and you're doing good. Wouldn't you be okay as long as you're not doing anything wrong, right? With them coming and making sure that your kids are doing okay, right? I mean, these a good people person would, clearly yeah. weren't doing things right. And I mean, who cares if you make somebody feel bad or step on their toes at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about this interview, well, this special that I watched. Um, so Q13's David Rose. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He does a lot of interviews and special, the the calm spotlight interviews or whatever with David Rose. I've watched many of them that he did. So he did this one specifically in um in 2022 on Oakley, where he spoke about, you know, all the facts of the case, all the information that we've gone over. And he he tried to reach out to DCYF and figure out what he could figure out. At first, he was pretty much just cut off, didn't want to hear from, ignored. But eventually, he did get an interview with uh, Secretary Ross Hunter of DCYF. And the interview, if you, you can find it on YouTube, the interview is really frustrating. Now, I get from Ross's perspective that it's an open investigation, so there's very little that he can confirm or deny. From that perspective, I understand that. Fair. Okay. But it's really frustrating because he just states over and over privacy laws. It's an active investigation. We'll provide information as we can. But they, it's just, it's a really frustrating, frustrating interview. But also during this, David Rose interviews whistleblowers with the DCYF who state that they didn't have proper resources to help their kids. They were supposed to have a certain number of cases that were assigned to them, but they, and I think it was supposed to be like between 10 and 15, but they had 20 to 25 cases, each of them. So they had an 
an overwhelming amount they of were cases understaffed. without the proper tools, without the proper guidance, didn't have supervisors guiding them the way that they needed to be guided. So it made their jobs a lot harder. Not to excuse that, but it made it harder for these caseworkers to pay attention to the children that needed the attention. I mean, this is just an aspect in the whole machine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I agree that they're probably understaffed, and I agree that they probably have a bigger caseload than what they should have as one person. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not the individual's fault in total, but there is a machine but it's the here. organization. But we also have yeah. to think about the fact when Jamie Jo went to caseworkers and brought her concerns and was said, oh, you're making false claims or, oh, she's not your child yeah. or things like that. They immediately Well, and, and that's not to it. say that this caseworker, this caseworker very well could have been one of those caseworkers mm-hmm. that is just a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. This caseworker is probably, or was probably, severely overworked. Could have been, yeah. From what I've seen, I mean, and and if you think about the timeline, COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID. The timeline is COVID. The timeline is the world shut the fuck down in that timeline. I mean, but the things that this this worker said like oh you're not her real parents that kind of stuff rubs no me that is not way. great no 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 no, no. Yeah. absolutely that is not okay that is not professional in that position or in any position to talk to somebody that way absolutely well, not like that's not me saying that that's okay i did see with one of the interviews the the podcast that um carly ray did jamie joe and eric were actually on there and they did speak about how COVID was a factor in DCYF not checking up on them as much as they should have. Yeah. Which, I mean, after the fact, thinking about that, I'm. But you can wear exactly the doorway and say, show me this child. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, COVID doesn't matter in this case because. Agreed. Yeah. Abusers are still abusers and bad people are still bad people. So, refresh my memory, what was it exactly that they had put in the email to DCYF? Which one? Or close to the any of them. Uh, Jamie Jo emailed them multiple it, times about multiple things. We're, okay, so, I mean, I, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and not just say, this is just, I mean, it is totally fucked, I think it's totally fucked, but... Did they say, oh, we just haven't seen anything or heard anything? Or did they say, you know, there's there's drug use and maybe we, we've seen them and it seems like they're using again? Or, you know, like, like what did they say? Did they, did they ever say something thinking, of, thinking in a position of this organization where you have to prioritize, you have to look at the, what you're getting? Did they say something that would take priority well yeah because when remember oh, when jamie had Jones saw those pictures of the condition oakley was in when she visited her grandparents for the holidays there was proof and evidence right there she wrote an email about it and it was completely ignored however a month later yes they did go and check on the children but that wasn't the first time that she had brought up a concern that she knew about and it was a whole month later, not like the next day. Exactly. The, within the week. Yeah. So um, let's move forward a little bit here on this. We're, we're, we've almost gotten through this whole thing. I know it's a lot. <laughs> so um, January of 2023, the Oakley Carlson Act 
um, which was sponsored by Representative Jim Walsh, Representative Eric Robinson, Tom Dent, Caroline S. Slick. I want to make sure I have the people that support this properly put out there. This bill basically maintains the safety of children who have been removed from a parent based upon abuse, neglect, and abandonment. So what this bill would do is it would A, improve the obligations and oversight of Washington's child welfare system, create positive change for sadness and sorrow for people like Oakley's disappearance. Uh, let's see. For these reasons, led, I'm reading off of the kind of the outline of what this entails. Mm-hmm. So Oakley's laws would basically just reiterate the the needs and what would be required for the reunification process, the long term care and overlooking of these children. Um, like I said earlier about the um, making sure that they had long-term drug testing as well. So it's basically a law that would make sure that all these factors are put into place to make sure that incidences like Oakley's don't happen to protect those children above literally anything. Yeah. So it would be calling for clearer standards um, to return home children back to the home with their birth parents, uh, longer case work and supervision. I think it was between like six to five years of that long-term supervision, including the drug testing right. as well. Um, okay. Sadly, the bill has yet to pass. Um, oh my God. That could be because it was <laughs> the first draft. And according to some of the stuff that I read, a lot of times the first time it doesn't, go through it didn't even come to vote it's never even been voted on so hopefully something comes from that eventually they might have to revamp the what they're trying to do with oakley's law but hopefully it is something that does come to light because obviously it is something that needs to happen now with everything that's happened along the way obviously jamie joe her mom and Eric Kyle's, her dad, like I said, these are her parents. Yeah. Jordan Browers and Andrew Carlson are pieces of shit. Jamie Joe and Eric Kyle's are her parents. They have been at every court hearing, everything that had to do with Oakley's law trying to pass. They've been at everything. They've been pushing to get justice for this beautiful little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this organization called Light the Way. It's a missing persons advocacy project. Advocacy. Who has shown up, who has also shown up for every trial, hearing, and everything regarding Oakley to try to help find justice for her as well. Um, They've helped raise a lot of money in her case, too, um, for information from anybody that could possibly know anything about her whereabouts, her disappearance, possibly anything that's happened to her. Um, the light, the way people have really put together a lot of effort um, and information to try to get what's happened with Oakley out there in, in the world. Um, July 1st of 2023, the Hills family launched Oakley Carlson's book drive during the month of July to honor their missing daughter. 
because she loved to read. Like we said, she slept with her books. The goal was to collect 500 books to donate to local foster visitation centers, daycares, and libraries. So at the end of all this, sadly, at this present time, no one has been charged for the disappearance of Oakley. We don't know where she is. We don't know if she's alive. We don't know if she's deceased. And if she is deceased, where her body is. There's just nothing out there right now to know exactly what that information is. But I think we know who knows. Yeah. I think we all can agree that um, those piece of shit monsters had something to do with what happened with her. Um, Now, there is this really great website for any of our listeners or even for you two that has a lot of great information that I also use as a resource through all my all my research. It's just Justice for Oakley website. Um, There's lots of really amazing pictures of her on her on there. There's an open letter from Jamie that she wrote to Oakley that will literally hurt your entire soul. (laughs) I can't read it right now. To read. I can't. um, I can't do that. Every single heartstring that you have. Yeah. Um, There's information on there on how you can donate to the Oakley Carlson Reward Fund. And of course, a timeline and consistent updated information on the case are they still doing like search parties in that i didn't area? see anything about ongoing search parties but again i mean the property was three is 300 acres so it's possible but i didn't see anything saying that there's anything been ongoing with that technically they have to have a warrant to search it so i mean they they still do probably but i don't know if there was an expiration on that so um i want to throw out here that if anybody has any information about Oakley's case, her disappearance, her whereabouts, if you saw something, if you know something, if you saw something funny, if you know anybody remotely involved with what happened to Oakley, you can contact the Grays Harbor County Sheriff's Office office. It's a non-emergency line. The number is 360-533-8765. There's also an email, which is sodetectives at co.grays.harbor.wa.us. So if anybody has anything they want to share, it doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how big. It might seem insignificant. Yeah. Anything that can bring any type of justice to this beautiful, beautiful, amazing little girl. Do not hesitate to call. Do not hesitate to email. You can do it anonymously. Just do the right thing. Say what you got to say. Help this little girl get found. Jamie Jo and Eric and every person that loves this little girl deserves that. And Oakley deserves that justice too. I know that this case was really heavy and I'm sitting here tearing up talking about it again right now. It's, I'm looking at pictures of her again. I think this is by far probably the hardest case that we've done. And I just so happened to choose it as my very first one that I did as a solo. And it it really hurt. I'm, it really hits your soul. And I feel fully and solely invested in wanting to continue to find out more information about this. So I think what we should do is if they're, we should try to find and see if they're doing search parties and we are going to get Crime Convo t-shirts made 
and we're going to go the three of us and we're going to, we're going to be a, a part of that because I think it's very clear that the three of us and hopefully any of our listeners feel the same way about it. I mean, this is a little girl that's not been found. I mean, even looking up her name, there's one, maybe two articles from this year on it. The rest of them are from 2021 to 2022. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, there's, there's nothing. Traction has definitely slowed down a lot this year for sure. Well, and that's the unfortunate thing that happens. It happens. I mean, there's no way, there's no way she's alive. There's no way. No, she's not. One of the conspiracy theories that I forgot to mention earlier was that she was sold for gambling money or drug money or whatever, but there hasn't been anything founded in that. I mean... Um, is it possible? Sure, anything's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, just the condition well, of the, the house... The blood? Whose blood was that? Exactly. Why, why did the house catch on fire? Why did they lie about so many things? Like... I mean, could she have consumed some of their drugs and then died and they dispose of her body? Absolutely. Sure. There's you know so what? That's actually a I mean, good theory. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly what I really thought think happens. It was either they starved her to death and they got rid of her body, or she got a hold of their drugs and they dispose of her. That's that's the way I feel about it. That's what I think maybe. Or they have beat happened. her to death. I think she I think Oakley pissed him off when they were high. I think Oakley was either crying or asking questions or, you know, she was in trouble for something and they were beating Mm -hmm. her. Yeah, she got in trouble for something and they were beating her and took it too far. One of them, one of them took her life and then I think the fire is related to it. Mm -hmm. They're trying to cover it up. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the I, I just yeah I I mean your your theory is is it, it makes sense but also too knowing I I think it might have been the mom given that the mom had um a history of abuse mm-hmm. before in the it, it, like re- recorded um against so everybody I think, yeah I I think I think she being who she was being emotionally and mentally intelligent pissed him off whether they were high or not honestly Mm -hmm. and they yeah they took it too far i feel like oakley was one of those really special souls with the emotional intelligence that she had and just how smart she was and everything that they couldn't they couldn't get on that same page and that could be why they most likely treated her differently and couldn't recognize how beautiful and amazing and unique that she was and they didn't like that because it wasn't on the same page of the same universe as her, as them. Excuse well, and me. I think, too, I feel like it would maybe hurt a little, a little less if something at this point had come out of this. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to justify this little girl being gone. Nothing, Nothing yeah. is ever going to make that go away. Nothing is ever going to make the pain of that go away. But at the very least, if something, if that bill... If they could be pushing that shit, push that bill until it gets signed. There's no reason three years later it's still not signed. It hasn't even gone up to vote. Like that, that is one of those things that would just make it, like I said, hurt just that ever so slight less if, if we could say, yeah, there's, there's something. 
out of this nothing terrible treacherous situation but there's not so I think we're gonna go ahead and end it right there um, I know this was a longer episode than what we've done before but I wanted to make sure that I got all of the information out there again if anybody knows of this case and I got something wrong or you know for sure that it's wrong or you have something to add to it please reach out want to make sure that we have all the proper information out there for her but much like we do in every episode we want to make sure that we recognize this beautiful amazing young soul she's the victim in this case so we're gonna go ahead and do our moment of silence for beautiful little Oakley Carlson Thank you guys so much for listening. I know it was a heavy episode, but thank you so much. We appreciate you all. And just an update, um, if you follow us on our social media, as you may see, we do have a Patreon now. It's Crime Convo Podcast. Um, One of the things that you will be able to do with that is sit in and watch the mess that is us recording while (laughs) we record. So (laughs) that's just an update to to what we have had prior. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Bye. Bye. Crime Convo Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, Amazon, and Radio Public. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Crime Convo Podcast. You're welcome to contact us with your reviews, comments, concerns, and suggestions at crimeconvopodcast at gmail.com.